And we're back with episode 18 of Dog Football Weekly. It's your host, Reed, with your co-host, Russ. And there's no guest on today. Today's just kind of a, we just decided last minute to do this podcast, but some big news in the college football, really sports world in general today, about Jalen Carter and, you know, his two arrest warrants in Athens. Obviously, really bad timing for the warrants as they went out while he's in Indianapolis at the Combine. But, Russ, I just want to get your thoughts on it right away. You know, I'm obviously nobody expected this, um, besides, of course, the people that were covering this up some some way, somehow. Um, you know, it's it kind of shines a bad light on Georgia's program with all the, you know, the secrets and stuff. and But – at the end of the day, Jalen Carter isn't on Georgia football anymore. And as bad as the situation is, you know, he's he's going to the NFL. He's not on the team anymore. So, I think my first – my initial reaction when we got going, and I heard about this this morning, you know, this is tragic. It was a tragic accident. Two young lives were lost – Two more were injured. So when the whole thing came out on January, it was 15th. 15th. On January 15th, when all of this came out, I was devastated. You know, I didn't really know what happened. I didn't understand. And now you have all this about racing. And people, you know, some people have really come after Jalen Carter today. On Twitter, I've seen a lot of stuff like, you know, he should go to jail you know, he's part of the reason why they're dead. And I just think that's kind of an unfair kind of light shined on him. I don't think he deserves that kind of hate right now. It's just tragic. It's tragic to see, you know, Jalen Carter. I I don't, I can't imagine what he feels like. I don't know what he feels like. I'm not going to speak on what he feels like because I don't know. But I do think that, Jalen Carter made a mistake, but young people make – everybody makes mistakes, but I just think it's just tragic what happened. Yeah, I mean – But at the same time, the people that are really coming after Jalen Carter are the ones who are really defending Brandon Miller out there right now, and that's something that I'd like to – you know, I've seen stuff, comparisons of Jalen Carter to Brandon Miller, and I just think that's kind of a – unfair comparison because Brandon Miller you know he brought the gun Brandon Miller like that guy's intent was Darius Miles his intent was murder Jalen Carter wasn't trying to hurt Devin Willock or Chandler LaCroix that wasn't their intent that wasn't their goal they were intoxicated there's it's a slippery slope to kind of talk about because you really don't we really don't know all the facts and there could be more to come out later on but just my initial reaction is that you know Jalen Carter's in the wrong but you know I, I feel for the guy you know because he's coming up on one of the biggest weeks of his life he's coming up on getting drafted to the NFL and then this happens and this you know is kind of gonna it's gonna wreck his stock a little bit he's still gonna go to the NFL in my opinion, for anybody wondering. And he's still going to be a great player. But I just feel, you know, you just, it's just tragic. In the, I can't imagine 
how Coach Smart feels or any of that because the light shined on the program is just it's not good and it doesn't look good for the program. Russ, what do you got to say about that? You know, and I think I think the weird thing is um, to me when you just lost somebody in a, in a car accident, you got guys like Jamon Dumas Johnson racing through Atlanta. You know, gets obviously stopped because we wouldn't know about it if he didn't. But <clears throat> I, I love the guy on the field, and I I think I like him as just a person, but I don't know what he's doing, you know. You know, there's – Todd McShay came out earlier in the season about stuff, you know, saying he had character issues. This isn't a character issue. I don't I don't believe it's a character issue. I mean, it just came out last week. He was in the – just one of the brightest lights in college football. You know, he paid for a walk-on's meals. I mean, he paid for his food, and, you know, there's – such wide ends of the spectrum here. I think he – I truly believe he's he's the best player on the defensive side of the ball, him and Will Anderson in this class. But I think he's so much more than just a good football player. I really do think he is a good person. And I don't know what his reasons were. You know, there's reports about him telling conflicting stories to the police. There's reports about him leaving the scene of the crime or the accident, rather, not crime. But I just don't know what to say. I mean, I'm kind of lost for words. I, You know, this is something that hasn't really sat right with me, this accident, because I didn't understand. And, you know, reading all this today just makes kind of makes me sick. You know, I saw something today, Russ, the Ford Expedition that, LaCroix and Willick were riding in along with Warren McClendon and the other staffer. It was going 104 miles an hour. Yeah. 104 miles an hour down Cedar Shoals Road in Athens. And for those of you who have never been to Athens or don't really aren't really familiar with the roads, those roads are tight. Those there's curves and it's a college town and there's people on the road and I heard, saw stuff about them just passing cars in the median lane in the turning lane, rather, and on the other side of the road completely. And it just, it's crazy. I don't know what to say. It's There's so much coming out. Well, you know, it's weird. All this stuff always comes out before before the draft. You know, we saw it with Jake Fromm and the girlfriend text or whatever. Yeah. And just it ruined his draft stock. But, I mean, obviously he, he wasn't uh, – didn't turn out to be the guy he was supposed to be in the NFL. But, you know, we always see stuff like this going on, and I think it's probably going to hurt his draft stock a bit, but I think this guy is still a first-round pick. It's – we will know in the next week where his stock falls to because he's got to get all this legal stuff resolved first, and that's the main issue right now, and that should be his main goal is to get his legal situation resolved, and the NFL can wait for him, really. But if Brandon Miller can deliver a gun to a teammate and then his teammate kill a, a mother and then Brandon Miller's draft stock is fine, Brandon Miller's still going to be a top three pick, Brandon Miller's still the best player in college basketball, and he's a great basketball player. But 
that's what's sickening for me is that, you know, I'm not saying the University of Alabama only cares about winning. That's not what I'm saying here. But they're not doing a very good job of making it look like that's not the case. Yeah. And they're – I'm not here to bash Alabama. I'm not here to bash Alabama fans because, you know, they're backing up their player. They're backing up – but, I mean, no, no suspension. They, they're handling it internally, and then you see him running out and getting patted down. Yeah. And the coach claims he doesn't know. He doesn't know about it. Well, they've, they've played 10 games since the shooting – and they're, the, apparently this pat-down has been going on all season. So you're telling me nobody has gone up to Nate Oates and said, hey, they're patting him down. So, you know, if he's just fine, it's really hard for me to believe he's just finding out about it. And I've lost respect for Nate Oates, I think. And I, that's sad because I think he's one of the best basketball minds in the college game right now. But, I mean, just the way he's handled this, the words he's used – and he, I know he may feel different, I know, but just your words are so powerful. And, you know, he has the biggest voice of that program. He speaks to the media daily. And for him to just come out and say, it's not a big deal, wrong place, wrong time, when a life was lost, and now a child is motherless, that's just that just doesn't sit well with me. Well, I saw, um, you know, the pat-down. I saw where somebody, I don't remember who it was, but they, they said, it was just like you're being patted down for takeoff, like you're cleared for takeoff. That's what Nate Oates said. Yeah, that's what he said. I, that's what I, and that just doesn't sit right with me, man. You know, they're not doing that for that reason. Everybody else knows that. It's sickening because it kind of, and this is just my take. I don't know what the reason behind it is, but when I first saw this video, I said they're making fun of this girl, the woman rather, the woman that lost her life. They're making fun of her. And you know they're they're young kids, but they're adult. They're they're adults. I mean, yeah. you can't. And you know it's kind of like, well, okay, they only care about winning right now. They don't care. They're number two, number one. And they've been back and forth all season long. They're a team that could go to the final four. But it's almost like nobody cares anymore, just because this has come out. And I don't know if you can ever really overcome this situation as a basketball program with this light always being shown shined on you I don't don't even know which word to say it it's difficult and it's weird how this is all came out in the past week but I do think they're two very different situations between Brandon Miller and Jalen Carter obviously Jalen Carter's has an arrest warrant and Brandon Miller has nothing yeah but I just think that, you know, I'm going to be one to admit that Jalen Carter is in the wrong here, that Jalen Carter messed up. And I'm not going to be one of those people that said he did nothing like Brandon. These I've seen stuff about Brandon Miller. Oh, he's just returning property. Oh, he's he had no idea. And that's hard for me to believe. But just for him, you know, I'll admit Jalen Carter's in the wrong. But I still feel bad for the man. Yeah, and I think I think it's crazy the stuff that that you can do as a famous person, you know. Handing a gun to somebody so that he can kill a lady and get away with it is unbelievable cuz if it was me or you, we're jail. in jail. Jail. Or this is the one I thought about today. Imagine if it was a non-football player, non-division 1 athlete 
just a regular college student or just a regular person rather racing and they this came out about them they would they'd be hated they'd be this their you whole know, life trashed, ruined. life's ruined and i think it's a serious problem and i don't know how they should handle this but i mean what's going to stop this from happening in the future there's it's just it's tragic yeah and i mean i can't imagine what Devin Willick's family feels like today, what Chandler LaCroix's family feels like today, what Warren McClendon's family feels like today, what the other staffer's family feels like today. I, I don't know. It's How can you prevent stuff like this from happening in the future? What What's going to be the difference maker? Because right now, what the NCAA is saying, what the university's well, Jalen Carter's not at the University of Georgia anymore, so it can't be handled there. But in the Brandon Miller situation, what the University of Alabama is saying, they're okay with it. Yeah, it's okay. And that's just that's not that's not the right thing to do. First off, but that just makes your university look bad. And I just want to say this: sitting all on Nate Oates at Alabama, either it's on their athletic director, it's on their president, it's on way more people than just him because. They could have shut him down, even if Nate Oates didn't want to, or they could have shut, the president could have, but they've continued to let him play basketball, even be a student at Alabama, which that's just mind-boggling to me. That's that's outrageous to me. Yeah, well, on a lighter note, let's talk about the NFL draft a little bit and the Bulldogs and what who you think has, you know, you know who's going to perform in the combine? Who who you think is is going to be the guys that are taken early? I think Michael Mayer is a great talent at tight end. I think he'll be the best tight end in this class, personally. But he's not an explosive athlete. He's nothing like the athlete Darnell Washington is. It's no Brock Bowers. Man. Here's my hot take: Darnell Washington runs a forty four sixes. Maybe breaks four six, runs like a four five eight, four five nine. Darnell Washington's taken in the top twenty five picks of this draft. Definitely first round with a good combine. I could see that, yeah. Because he's just he's a freak. Another guy who I can see really climbing the board, Kenny McIntosh. He had a great senior bowl. He's a guy, great speed, great hands out of the backfield. I can see him definitely, you know, climbing some draft boards. And, you know, Nolan Smith. What do you think, Russ? Um, I think a guy you left out is Keely Ringo. I mean, mm. Completely forgot. I think he's got that 4-3 speed. 4-3. I mean, if he if he runs a 4-3, he is, he is, in my mind, definitely a first-round pick. Um, he's got – I mean, his size is just tremendous. I mean – you get a guy like that in the NFL, I mean, you just have to take a chance on him. No matter no matter who you are and what you need, you have to take that guy. Anthony Richardson climbed some draft boards this week, too. I, I'm just not big on Anthony Richardson. I'm not big man. on him, but the talent's there. The legs are there. He did not perform in college, but he's going to perform at the combine. He's got great speed, great arm talent. And he's throw, an, an important thing to remember is that Number one, Bryce Young, who was allegedly six foot tall, got measured at five ten yesterday, mm. and he's not throwing. C.J. Stroud's not throwing, but Levis and Anthony Richardson are throwing, and I think, 
I think it's going to make a little bit of a difference. I still think Bryce is your first pick, and the Bears are. Uh, here's another question for you, Russ. What do you think the Bears are going to do with that first pick? Um, the Bears, in my mind, the first pick is Will Anderson. For them, you just got rid of um of uh, Roquan Smith and your linebacker, you know, type position, and you need some you need some rushers. And I think for sure Will Anderson's the guy. Obviously, Jalen Carter, you know, we might see him in that conversation still. Maybe not. Probably not. But if he's there, it's possible they may take him. But I think Will Anderson's the pick. I think the Chicago Bears trade Justin Fields. Oh. I think they get a first-round pick. A third round pick. He's still on his rookie deal. And a sixth deal, round pick. They trade Justin Fields. They draft Bryce Young, and they start to rebuild. They rebuild around Bryce Young. There's a lot of you can't re- rebuild against Justin Fields or with Justin Fields. Bryce Young, to me, that, I'm not saying that's what they should do. I'm that's just what I think is going to end up happening. But you know they're going to go. They need the Bears need a lot of pieces, so I think they got to trade one or the other to get some picks to rebuild this franchise because some of these teams like the Jets, who else rebuilt really well in the draft last year? The Jets, they got Sauce. Um, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson. I mean, the Seahawks, Tariq Woolen. There's going to be plenty of guys in this class that are going to go past the first round. I think the Bears need to kind of rebuild this defense especially in this draft class, and they can do that by trading away Justin Fields for around three picks. Yeah, I think the Bears have a big opportunity in this draft, and honestly, I could see them, you know, after the first pick, whoever they take, I could see them trading up in the first round again somehow, some way, and taking some more guys because, I mean, they really need some help. Here's another scenario for you. Bears trade the first pick, drop to four, they trade with Indy, Bears get Jalen Carter at four. Now that's if he, you know, gets through all this right now. They get Jalen Carter at four. They get another pick. And they just got to rebuild that defense and they're a playoff team. Yeah, I agree. Well, folks, that's going to be it for today's episode of Dog Football Weekly. We hope you enjoy.